0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into the next episode, Joe Kelly's Psychedelic Experience. A very uh, special episode. I have a very special guest uh, joining me. I uh, hope y'all are doing well and having fun. I'm not going to waste your time and bullshit you. This is very, uh, about a two hour long episode with my good friend, Narado Moore, Uh He's a comic based out of Birmingham, Alabama. He's one of my best friends. I know him very well. We spent a lot of time together in Nashville. He's the host of uh, Uncle Rod's Story Corner. That is his podcast. He's one of the funniest people I've ever met in my life. I love him to death. Uh, So, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, welcome in my good friend, Narado Moore. The host of uh, stories with Uncle Rod, correct? Uncle Rod story. Uncle go Rod story time. Whatever. Everyone it's <laughs> already a terrible host.
1: I didn't expect any more from you. Sometime.
0: I know. I know. Nobody does. That's why it's easy to surprise people. <laughs> they go, you did a whole 10-minute set, and you didn't fucking mumble about nothing. They go, well, that's impressive.
1: <laughs> i said joey said in the bar extra low said, low kelly <laughs>
0: oh, fuck. so i've known i've known we really became friends during the uh broken record show i'll just yeah. break down what the idea of this podcast is ladies and gentlemen is uh we participated in a great comedy show in nashville The original one was in 2015, correct? Correct. It was called the Broken Record Show, where we broke the Guinness World Record for the longest stand-up comedy show. Uh, It was eight days of madness, and it was a lot of fun. And then we had the second year, we did it in 2016, and people uh, made a documentary about it, but no one's ever going to see the documentary, ever and they missed out on a lot of points. So the whole point of this podcast, or it's going to be a, a series of them is to talk about the heart and soul of the broken record show, talk with them and to them, uh, to let you all know what really happened. Cause no one's ever going to see that documentary and that's, it's not a bummer, but it's just, there's so much good. I wish there could have been two compared to the first year. Okay. Let's just start. What, What is like? What was the broken record show for you? Because on paper it was, we all broke a world record for the longest Mm -hmm. stand-up show. But really, but really, like you stayed there all the whole fucking time and Mm -hmm. were up most of it uh, and being awake. So it wasn't just like you didn't do it for the fame and glory. I know that. So what the fuck was it?
1: (laughs) (laughs) For me, it was like going through Army Ranger School for comedy. That's that's how I would describe it. It was like a very intense comedy program. Um, I learned a lot about stage presence, uh, relaxing on stage. I was already pretty relaxed, but being in a low pressure situation where You don't have to worry about being funny. You just have to do your time. It really allows you to cut loose and uh, improvise a lot. And just learn a lot of shit about what what being a comedian is really like. Because usually you're under intense pressure, not to make it sound like rocket science or brain surgery or some shit, but you face the pressure to be funny on stage whenever you're on stage. But Broken Record Show was not about being funny. It was about, you got to do this certain amount of time And as long as you do that time, you can't fail. So it was a cool experience because you don't normally get that. Usually you go on stage, you better tear the house down or you fucking suck. At Broken Record, it was you signed up to do 30 minutes. Just do the 30 minutes. Don't give a fuck if nobody laughs. (laughs) Yeah.
0: And you see like people break in that too, where it's like, they have this idea that they should be crushing for 30 minutes or whatever so they're trying to sit there and stick to jokes and stick to a set and then at some point they're like this just isn't fun it's like yeah that's the point it's like you're not having any fun up there and that was like yeah yeah that was that's definitely what you did was it the first year was that the three-hour set the three and a half. yeah, it was the first was year. The first year, yeah, I, I was trying to think of it on the way home tonight, but it's like everything's such a fucking blur, man. I don't remember a goddamn thing.
1: That's another. <laughs> that's another thing that makes it like this. Ranger schools that normally, you know, open, average open mic, you get five minutes. Yeah, three three to seven minutes. Uh, book show. If you're not headlining, you probably do fifteen minutes. That's a real long, a lot of people don't realize how long that is in comedy
0: time. Booked in Atlanta is eight minutes, dude. Yeah, see? So, like tops, like tops, eight minutes.
1: <laughs> so, normally you don't get like all this time in the world. Your half hour special is a special. as You know, unless you get a headline, most headlining gigs have a, you know, just a put together show, it's like 20 minutes. So, to be a broken record and for somebody to be like, listen, we need you to do 45 minutes. It's like, okay, fuck it. I'll, this yeah. is my first time headlining Madison Square Garden, essentially. You do 45. I've done hour, two hours, three hours. I think the longest that I did in the four years of Broken Record, I did like almost five hours one night. I was on stage station like 1 o'clock in the morning. Sometime after 1 to like 6, just fucking riffing.
0: <laughs> was, that a, was that a third coast? Yeah, I think it was I like the fourth year. I, yeah, I probably <laughs> missed that one
1: just riffing for, like, close to five
0: hours. <laughs> but that, yeah, but that was the point of it. Like, it was like a boot camp for comedy. That's what some people took it at. That's definitely what I did. It's like, you need to stand up here and just talk and try and figure out how to just make nothing, make something out of nothing. Like, just fucking ramble until you find some funny in it. Because you don't want to like tell jokes.
1: vision quest,
0: almost. Yeah, exactly. Because at that point... <laughs> I'm don't, I do not i did not I feel like looking back, I probably had no jokes Like <laughs> looking back at the sets I was doing. Like I probably had zero jokes. So after day one, it's like, okay, what are we doing now? It's like, well, you're gonna, you got, we need 45 minutes to be filled because somebody fell asleep. It's like, okay, I guess go up there and talk about what? Nothing, nothing at all. Fart into the microphone. Yeah, there's no point in doing
1: material at fucking seven o'clock in the morning for
0: 11 people did you still think the second year was a boot camp did you think when, when fucking Hollywood came in did you still have the same feeling about broken re- did you still feel like it was a boot camp for you then I did, I did.
1: Yeah. it was it was kind of like um, it was kind of like when you have to go get like a recertification after you gain some sort of license it was so it was still a boot camp like I knew what to expect <laughs> but it's that's still something that's always a new experience every time you do it like nothing you do in comedy normally year round prepares you for spending 8 days and doing like a total of 29 hours worth of comedy yourself at all these different ranges from 15 minutes to 45 minutes to 2 hours back to back sometimes in the same day so yeah it's it's always a boot camp but it's the funnest shit on the face of the planet. I can't think of anything better. It's the most fun I ever. Had. I remember the first time I told my friends about it after it ended. And I um I went home to visit Birmingham. And the first time I was telling them about what it was like, I was like almost on the verge of tears. <laughs> they were like, you sound like you're about to cry. I was like, I am, man. It was It was a beautiful experience. It's the greatest I'll never have a comedy experience better than that. I don't care what I do. I don't care if I fucking get a sitcom, start a movie, you know, a headlight a giant stadium or some shit. Nothing yeah. will compare to the feeling of eight straight days of 24-hour comedy. Because that's something every most people don't do that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like, you talk about Carlin and Hicks and Pryor and things like that. They never did no shit like that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> and even outside, so it's, of, it's, outside it's, of, it's, of comics, it's, even less people do it.
1: <laughs> yeah. So it's such, a, it's such a neat experience to be a part of something that's special.
0: And just do it full on. Just the whole time. Like, commit to it.
1: The whole fucking week. Like, summer camp.
0: Yeah. Just going to be. But then, was it the first year or the second year? that you got sick or whatever and you were gone for fucking four months or some shit like first that. Year? Nobody heard or saw you or nothing for like four months the, after that It was show. the
1: first year I came down with like one of those fucking like exhaustion flus. You know, like I spent <laughs> the week just drinking liquor, smoking cigarettes, drinking beers and smoking weed and eating essentially gas station food that takes a toll on your soul. And, you know, and I was the person who didn't sleep a lot anyway. So I was the one who was always tasked with filling in Yeah. at the weird hours. Like, Hey, you know, somebody signed up to go on at eight o'clock in the morning, but they're not here. Okay. And I'm like, I just went to sleep at six. I was like, fuck it. I go on from eight to 10. So yeah. But as soon as that shit ended, man, I was wiped. I was away from home for like two straight weeks. Like, I was I was in because you know I had an apartment in Murfreesboro.
0: Bro, I didn't know I didn't know where you lived for the longest fucking yeah. time. Yeah, I had no I had idea where, where you like came from, time. where you lived.
1: Like, yeah, I lived in Murfreesboro at that time. It was like all me, all and, me, me and DJ Buckley with the Murfreesboro boys. So yeah, so I came to I came into essentially mainland Nashville and stayed there for a week, and then about four days after it ended. I was doing that play with Stephanie Howden. Yeah. Um, so in between all Guinness week, I was doing Guinness and then I was going to rehearsal. And then when Guinness ended, I stayed in mainland Nashville for more rehearsal and then the show. So I was out for two weeks. I wasn't at home and I was sleeping, you know, wherever the fuck and doing all this. So by the time I got back to Murfreesboro and to my apartment, I went down, buddy. I canceled all my shows. I was sick as fuck.
0: <laughs> Forever, it seemed like, too, man. It's, it's like, where's Nirvana? Has anybody heard from him? It's like, he's sick. <laughs> he's just, no one's seen him. He's just sick. And it's like, this is insane, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was think
1: I was gone from, because, like, what happened was I uh, moved. Like, as soon as that shit ended, it was, like, the beginning of May. And then... I needed to find a new apartment, but I was sick. So I didn't have time. So I was sick. I had to move back to Birmingham after my lease ran out. I didn't have, I couldn't worry about finding a new place at the time. So I got sick the beginning of May. Apartment lease was up on like the 8th. I got home on like May 3rd. It's like, fuck this. I was sleeping nonstop, taking medicine. And I moved out of my apartment, moved to Birmingham, and then came back like three four months later to nashville yeah it was it was rough i sacrificed a lot for this art. <laughs> <laughs> yeah how much do you love it how much do you love it? <laughs> sacrifice my well-being for this <laughs> yeah
0: sacrifice everything man it was fun because at some point we all broke at some point it's like your mind just can't take it sort of thing and three days. Yeah, after about three days, the we start Sunday. It too yeah. And first
1: Wednesday, it's over with.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> it, was like, it was like being on ketamine.
0: Yeah, the real day, It was like
1: being on ketamine twenty four Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> Drifting in and out, man. Of like, yeah, everything. They're like, <laughs> not not present most of the time, man.
1: Like all I all I can remember specifically from most of those days, is how hard and how much we laughed. But like about nothing, ne- I moment don't remember. Moment, like I don't know, but I remember, remember raving my ass off and traveling around every square inch of the East <laughs> Room inside and out.
0: <laughs> yeah, that too. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> know that place? Yeah, I could walk through it blindfolded at this point.
1: Just going outside and roaming like inmates in
0: the yard. Like yeah. This, like. Yep. We had that picnic table though. That picnic table was special. It was the home base. <laughs> but most of the day was spent at that picnic table. And that's the thing, I told you, Wagner said we were mean to people.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we were out of it. <laughs> yeah.
0: But it's also don't come say stupid shit right now. <laughs> Just, right. doing, we can't tolerate your we fucking... slept
1: like five hours in the last 48 hours. Like, we don't have time for your bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> who are you,
0: and why are you talking? <laughs> well, I just got in town. Oh, fucking cool. Great. Good. <laughs> Glad you could make it. Glad you could take time out of your schedule to right. come see us day five. Day, <laughs> <Right>. day <laughs> eight one, now, six. because somehow we fucked up that second year, because the second year was 10 days, technically.
1: It was the second year Chad put Ben Kronberg up before his four-hour limit had passed. And so that wiped out three days of the show from Sunday to Wednesday. He put him up. It was like Wednesday afternoon. What
0: was the rule for how much time you had in between sets? Four Four hours. hours. You couldn't do two sets back-to-back. You had to have four hours in between the last minute you got off, so if yeah. you got off at six oh one. The next time you could go on would be ten oh one for some fucked up reason. Right. <laughs> like what is it even So weird. Right. Because like you could
1: do four hours straight. Yes. You could do <laughs> but, five. <laughs> but if you leave stage, you gotta take a four hour break. Like, you know. And you
0: had to do fifteen.
1: Guinness in that rules. Is but yeah, one he put dude- Ben Kronberg back up. Oh yeah and it yeah. wiped out Sunday to Wednesday we had
0: the reset. <laughs> but it was also you could take a break like you're allotted, like a 15 minute break or something like that. But we already used it because Ben played music yeah, the second day or some <laughs> shit like that. So we counted that as a break and then Chad fucked up. And then we couldn't. We couldn't. We used our challenges, you know, we used the red flag already, whatever. Couldn't use it again
1: already phoned the friend. Reset the clock.
0: <laughs> but everybody planned for an eight-day show. So after eight days, everybody disappeared. But we got two more days of show to do. For, <laughs> and, some, we were. for and for some fucking reason, we did it. <laughs> and
1: we had to do it outside, too. Because the East Room had booked us eight days.
0: They needed to make some money.
1: And then on the ninth day, they were back to business. They had a concert scheduled their first night. It was that Monday. It was a concert scheduled. And uh, uh, lucky for us, Ben Jones and the boys and Nate, they were kind enough to build us a stage out yeah. back. And we and drilled holes in the wall to run cables through. And we continued the show out fucking side under the stars <laughs> for another
0: three days. But we only needed it for like four hours it was or whatever it was for the time of the show. And then we could go back inside yeah we could go back
1: inside after they were finished with the shit they were doing so we went back inside in the daytime yes night we kept going back time For when it was time for what That's they were right. booked for we had to go back outside That's so every right. night we were outside of the backyard making with the yucks in the <laughs> dark
0: <laughs> just to fill the time oh god just because it was the soldiers man
1: the second
0: year was when uh, Zeb was there getting Zeb, super hammered. Oh, man. Zeb <laughs> is a one-eyed man <laughs> who lived in Murfreesboro, Tennessee, but also lived... What's the park with the Parthenon in fucking Nashville? I don't Tentennial, know. Centennial, maybe. Whatever. Centennial Park,
1: maybe. <laughs> he,
0: he, I mean, I can't knock him for... He willingly became homeless, so I can't knock him for that. I've been there. <laughs> but, like... I don't know. He was he he was a mess. I don't want to say yeah. everything he's done. But <laughs> every- <laughs> yeah, I will say he
1: ruined. Everything.
0: But I, I know him. I know him from that. Murfreesboro. When I first <laughs> when I first started doing comedy, there was a little theater called Out Front, and Zeb would always come there. But mm-hmm. he can't smell and he can't taste anything, so he could just yeah. drink like a fucking horse and just get shit <laughs> So we'd show up like an hour before the show get drunk and fall asleep before the show and then wake up after the show but he came to broken record and was doing the same shit (laughs) fucking fella he got hammered at like 9 a.m and uh, fell over and hit his head on the floor so then he became like a liability issue (laughs) So we kicked him out, but somehow we snuck back and slept in the tent. Remember when we slept in the tent? <laughs> slept in the old fuck Ye palace?
1: palace. <laughs> yeah old fuck palace. Nobody used it.
0: Nobody used it properly. Some girl used it had for a, a photo shoot. Yeah, yeah. I remember
1: some burlesque <laughs> girl.
0: Fucking photo shoot lady.
1: <laughs> With the sex toys in it. She used the whip.
0: Yeah. Somebody took them out. I remember that. I thought somebody used them, but they were just fucking mm. around with them. but old yeah, nobody
1: used your old fuck palace. They just kept fucking in cars and upstairs and out back.
0: sure, yeah, as you should <laughs> as any proper person would I've never I mean, used the old fuck palace and it's my I ten. did either no I, I did some things, <laughs> sure, we all did some things. <laughs> You can smell the things you did. That fucking—that's the thing too. Everything just smelled at some <laughs> You won't talk in about her. smells. It's, it's, yeah, it's like this bathroom 100%. smells like shit and fucking. This is
1: <laughs> like ninety-eight comics all living in one bar. <laughs> no showers. Using two bathrooms. <laughs> the smells emanating from the Yeah,
0: and people fucking. coming in, coming in from out of town to get loose. <laughs> <laughs> It was rough. It
1: was rough. I remember the second year, like I came through with like eight bottles of Febreze, like four candles. Other people were bringing F and then candles because everybody remembered the stink. I think that's where the stinkhole hour was born. You from, can't forget it. From the, the literal stink in that place. And we,
0: we spun it into gold. The problem is, is there's no windows. There's nowhere for anything to go. It's just
1: that one upstairs. Yeah. (laughs) And then small. Very small. We put a microwave right in front of
0: that window. And other than that, it's very musty and just it's not you people shouldn't be living in it. It's fine if this just shows, but once people start living in it, especially, you know, a bunch of dirt bags really. A bunch of people who don't care if they shower or not.
1: Like already, yeah, that's what, that's 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 one of the biggest things we learned was like what people's what people's hygiene regimen was because you didn't notice people stink until you had to be around them three straight days that you noticed like you know this is the most time I've ever to spend around you and uh you don't bathe do you <laughs> well,
0: yeah people wearing the same clothes whatever Chad's wearing the same DJ's wearing the same suit for eight fucking days or whatever it is
1: it was chad of that tuxedo
0: that tuxedo didn't dj <laughs> wear a suit the first year or was that the second? he year? did he wore a suit and it's just like what is, yeah
1: he put a suit on the night we broke the record
0: yeah I remember that that's what was fun is what, that was was like special the first year it was like it went all out sort of thing. Like the, I don't know if the second year or the third year or the fourth year is <laughs> technically official, but the first year was fun when like the Guinness people show, cause it really was DJ Buckley's idea. And DJ is just such like a sweetheart. That's really yeah. what it was. You know, it's like, okay, yeah, it DJ has this idea. We got nothing else to do, but uh, you know, try and get better at comedy. Here's an yeah. opportunity to get better at comedy. And also it's like DJ, some nut. Who has this idea to go, let's do, let's not only break it, but let's, let's make people suffer if they try. Yeah. Pop us. We like doubled it.
1: More, more than doubled it. I, I mean, think it was, the record was like 60 something hours.
0: And we did 180. And we broke
1: it. We broke it Wednesday night. Yeah. And then we continued for like another Until five Sunday. days. Until Sunday. But yeah, we Beginner's broke it. people
0: showed up and everything. They had a plaque. Right. And we took a break and fucking carried DJ around the room. Took some pics with it. Yeah. 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 But it was
1: official every year. It's just that the difference is once you break it, if it's your record, you don't have to fly the people from Guinness out. You don't have to spend that like 10 Gs to get Ah, them. Oh, okay. All you have to do is send them uh, tapes and, and records of it. And we have to always be five minutes longer than it was the first time. So,
0: Is it in the books, though? Is it official? yeah it's official. all right i'm gonna look it up again i've checked (laughs) i've checked it every year it's just the first year every time i've checked it's the first year i should say
1: i think it's only because we're the ones who it's our record so they don't have to keep changing like guess what the record's been broken by who the same person like it doesn't you have to do that plus it's not like super popular
0: no like it's a
1: popular event but like in the annals of Guinness World Record history, and nobody's like buying the book to flip through the longest comedy show section. <laughs> <at. laughs> Nobody cares.
0: But that's the point of the book: is it's all like the obscure ones. You don't care who has, you know, it's, the big all, the records. You don't care about like the fastest the, man in the world. Fuck that. Who's got, got the Who's the got the most teeth? <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm looking for.
1: Yeah, but that's what they put yeah. in the book. That's cool. Longest comedy show. It's I guess it's cool, yeah, yeah. but it's not like international. It's not like
0: cool. wow, that's like
1: yeah. yeah. Nobody's like you said, people are looking for who's got the most teeth. Nobody's like, I wanna know what the longest concert yeah. was. It's Let me get a, forget it, this book. It's
0: not an individual thing.
1: <laughs> well, maybe we should do maybe we should do that next time. Like longest comedy show where Somebody's got a dildo shoved up their ass.
0: Yeah, like, just, yeah, just get a bunch of them all in one.
1: Let's combine two. Hula hooping. Yeah, like longest hula hoop time and stand-up comedy time. So next Guinness, everybody has to hula hoop the entire time.
0: Most hula hoops during a set. <laughs> oh, <fuck. laughs> it was so fun.
1: Yeah, there's nothing like it. I talked huh. to DJ the other day. I told him that, you know, so cool. the only thing to make up for all the cunning we lost, we yeah. lost for COVID this is to do Guinness. And he was like, he was like, I'll bring it back. Oh. And I was like, dude, we got to we gotta sit down and talk this out.
0: <laughs> you would do a social distancing world record <laughs> show.
1: I mean, it's perfect. You can't have a gathering of more than ten people and you have to have ten people in the room for for Guinness.
0: It's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> the rules were so fucking. I didn't. I don't understand why the rules were what they were. <laughs> Ten people in the room at all times, but three of them didn't count, right? Or the judges did count.
1: The judges. I think the judges. The the the, the bookkeepers count. Bookkeepers.
0: There we had to have bookkeepers. People. The, we had to have the people keeping books, didn't count. and they never lied once.
1: Ever, they were on top of. It. That's also like a Brett Brock's like in the military. He can't. Habits. He
0: can't lie.
1: He, it's, it's it's ingrained. And in Brett Brock, not to lie. Uh, <laughs> How high are you right now? Not that high.
0: <laughs> Did you
1: just start smoking? I see you blazing over there.
0: No, I've been. I've been. This is probably number two. This is three on the day, two within probably the past hour.
1: Since you got off work. I had to work
0: two jobs, you know. I worked twice today, and I hate both of them. I don't understand what I'm doing. What are you doing? I used to quit jobs. I don't know anymore. I have no idea. I'm working two shit jobs for some reason, making (laughs) no money at them.
1: But I I, I don't know. Yeah, you got to do so with this COVID then. Yeah, yeah, doing COVID
0: shit, making dumb videos, podcast shit. I made a wrestling trivia game. I don't know if I told you about that or not. You did not. I them. finished the second version of it today. I had John Burr and Rob Haynes do like a run through of it, and we got it streaming on Twitch and everything. Like it's pretty. I'm pretty proud of it. It's dumb as fuck, but it's just like <laughs> I was just like man, trying to think of the things I love in life. I don't love trivia, but I love wrestling.
1: What do you think about Vince barring wrestlers from third party streaming apps?
0: <sighs> It's uh well, he owns the characters, you know what I mean That's the whole thing is they sign a contract they sign they don't read they they sign their likeliness away mm-hmm. sort of thing, so it's like it's business i get it's shitty, but it's like he you know. This is what he does. This is what he's done forever. And y'all he's been been shitty. paying attention a, a little bit that. better. Yeah, for sure. He's the it's Jeff
1: like, Bezos of the sports world.
0: Yeah, he's cut. That's why he is who he is. That's why that's why his company is where it is, because he doesn't fuck around. So if he goes, you are a character and like in my world, then I own that character. And if you try and make money off that character and you don't give me a cut, fuck you. You know? But that's also like at the same time, it's like you know, you could be on WWE for a year and quit and make a nice check on your own. That's what Rusev is doing. Do you know Rusev? Are you familiar with Rusev? I've heard of him. He's fucking. He got fired. Whatever. He's just been on Twitch, just being real personable and real friendly. <laughs> and now he just signed with A or, or yeah, AEW, which it should be real fun. But he's just like they never let him talk. And as soon as he got fired and could talk. He's like, he's made so much money just being off, just being himself sort of thing. It's I think it's so weird
1: that you hate football, but love wrestling. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there's more to it, man. There's a store. There's, I, I mean, I like football. If you're I mean, talking, I'll I watch, you, I, I will watch a football
1: experience with football, but still, like I will watch, football, I don't, don't care wrestling. to
0: watch it, but I'll watch a football documentary. Like if you're talking <laughs> about somebody or like, Corruption in the NFL. I'll watch that shit. That'd be fun. Because of what
1: happened to you. <laughs> You'll watch anything that's like exposing the deep, dark secrets of football. But you just can't enjoy a game on Sunday. Like, no, I can't. Fuck the NFL. But they're like, this dude's been pumping steroids and painkillers into people. You're like, turn that shit up. <laughs> yes, it's exciting.
0: but also he should be able to do that, too. I think they should all be able to get juiced up and numb and just fucking ram into each other it's fun even in wrestling I think it's great great entertainment that's how you get to be the best
1: (laughs) is that what it is it's yes Hulk Hogan said you're just supposed to train and say your prayers (laughs) and take your vitamins
0: but he was lying (laughs) (laughs) the whole time
1: <laughs> he didn't tell me the, whole, the, the the true secret of Hulkamania it was just Roy Rage
0: there's no the secret to Hulkamania was Vince McMahon Hulk, Hulk Hogan's ruined everything he's ever touched on his own <laughs> yeah yeah. he ruined WCW as soon as he got into TNA he fucked that up all of a sudden Billy Corgan owns TNA because Hulk Hogan came in what the fuck happened <laughs> and he yeah the Bubba the Love Sponge he fucked it. That, he didn't, that he that didn't touch
1: Bubba the Love Sponge. He touched his wife. His but wife. apparently, that was a purposeful cuckoo. Bubba mm-hmm. the Love Sponge wanted him to fuck his Well, yeah,
0: wife. it was approved. But well, also, then he didn't
1: fuck him over. I well, he just say, said a lot of racist things and well, couldn't get it up because he yeah. ate too much Chinese food. <laughs> 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 he hit the Chinese buffet a little hard that day.
0: He just wanted his daughter to marry a successful man. He hit the low main dick after that.
1: (laughs) Too much, too much Chinese food. (laughs) How much Chinese food is that? Can you imagine? Like how much Chinese food do you have to eat to have erectile dysfunction? (laughs) A lot of sodium in there, you know. (laughs) I've heard a whiskey dick. I've heard a coke dick, but like I've never heard of General Soul's dick.
0: You know, kung pao softy. They work.
1: I'm sorry,
0: baby. <laughs> I hate Hulk Hogan so much. Why you hate Hulk Hogan? Because he's ruined things. He ruined things I love. <laughs> he ruined wrestling. I love w- not wrestling. Well, no, I wouldn't say that. I'd say the people ruined wrestling. You were a
1: Hulkamaniac. I you?
0: was that's never a Hulkamaniac. That's, that's no, no, no. That was before. No.
1: <laughs> he exposed his true colors.
0: No, I was never, never a Hulkamaniac. I liked your him in that. Tank top that.
1: Into, a, into a drawer. and <laughs> Never broke it out again.
0: Mister Nanny was a pretty fun movie. Yeah, I like No Holes Bar. I didn't. Ver- I've never seen that.
1: Really, that was his first one. He introduced us
0: to Tiny Lister, the Zeus. Yeah, I was. I never. I didn't catch all that. Wow. I didn't really you get into saw, wrestling until like like late '96. Okay. But yeah, well, Mister Danny, because I was a child. No whole yeah. Bar Came
1: out it was like 1990.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, because they did the whole whatever it was WrestleMania, Royal Rumble, some shit. They had yeah, they, they, did brought, wrestle.
1: they
0: brought Zeus into wrestling. Yeah, he can't see straight.
1: It was like it was like Rocky Four, and Zeus was <laughs> the big Russian. Ivan Drago. <laughs> <laughs> why did you never go into wrestling since you love it so much?
0: I don't know. I was thinking about that the other day, to be honest. I really was. I was like, why did I never do that? I had a trampoline. I used to put on wrestling matches on a trampoline.
1: You seem like the type that would do backyard wrestling.
0: Yeah, for sure. But just by myself, you know, <laughs> nobody else. <laughs> but
1: you're like, a uh, shy boy. You're a shy boy. <laughs> I don't know.
0: Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know how to go about it. You know, right. there was no one ever was like, "Hey, this is how." There's no school or anybody let you know anything about <laughs> other than like the whatever it was the power plant for WCW. Just because their advertisements, I played through the fucking shows or whatever. But I didn't know how to become a wrestler. But it would have been fun. No vet, <laughs> but it would have been pretty fun.
1: <laughs> I say you can you can still go for it.
0: Do that DDP.
1: What's well, what's the name of that WWE show? That like the Miz one or some shit. Tough They're, enough. Yeah, you. They can don't do that. that.
0: They don't do that anymore.
1: You should have went on that.
0: Oh uh, well, yeah, I should have done a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> should've. That's something I've been thinking about too lately. It's like, man, I should so have done so much more. Then the midlife
1: crisis at
0: thirty. I don't know. It's quarantine <laughs> crisis. It ain't midlife.
1: Well, that's what it is. Because you can't run away to the Hamptons now. You're thinking about all the things you could have done before now, so you could have ran away to your beach house during COVID.
0: Yes. <laughs> I could have had some place to go.
1: Could have went to law school. (laughs) No
0: No matter what I would have done, I'd probably be in the same position. It's like, Oh, I would have been a wrestler. It's like, yeah, I bet you would have. (laughs) I'm going to be a comedian. Yeah, sure, buddy. (laughs) Your definition of a comedian is doing eight day shows. It's like, well, good luck. I hope that's working out (laughs) for you real well. we've we've, We've come so far. <laughs> I didn't get on serious. I know that.
1: See, you would have played your cards right.
0: Yeah. You could be co <laughs>
1: hosting the podcast with Nate Bargatze
0: Oh, Bargazzi land.
1: <laughs> could have been you, buddy but you like to talk about eating ass too much. A little bit too much. <laughs> you should have did more jokes. should have did more jokes about taking your grandma to the grocery store.
0: Yeah. Or what's peculiar about snails. <laughs> <laughs> But I can't do it. But I did. But I did get the opportunity to spend ninety minutes talking about eating ass. <laughs> Thank for, for broken record.
1: Well, you win some, you lose some.
0: Yeah, but people remember you, <laughs> and that's what's really important, right?
1: Yes, that's people, what's most important.
0: People go, "That was the guy that did three hours." Yeah, talking about it. who knows what. <laughs> I remember. I think it was the second year of that show. I think you were doing you were probably doing some long set towards the end, but I remember Gary Fletcher coming out going, he's going, Man, it's getting weird in there. Like it's the (laughs) last day. And he was he was like, Wow, it's getting weird. It's like, where have you been?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's a little
0: late. Like to be getting weird. This is day ten of this show. And you're worried about things getting weird now.
1: Where have you been the last two years, buddy? It's been weird. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what was great about the second year, is that it started with the weirdness, because we already knew what to expect. We were prepared, yeah. So we just came in, you know, guard completely down, ready. And <laughs> we kicked off the bullshit <laughs> immediately. Matter of fact, the second year was the one that started at 5 a.m. yeah. With the end time in mind, so we could end in the afternoon. Because yep. the first year, yep. <laughs> we had to end at like fucking three in the morning because we started at like seven that night.
0: Yeah, we fucked up, and then oh, the like second, second year, year we, we, we fucked up anyway.
1: We started at five a.m. second year, so we could end in the afternoon.
0: What was the third? Like what? Because I left after that. I dipped. I had to get the fuck out. I couldn't <laughs> it again. I couldn't handle it again. You could have came back,
1: man. You moved, but you could have
0: came back. I could have came back, but it was just like I had no interest in doing it again, especially at at heartbroken um, when you told me you weren't third coast, man. I don't know. I've never felt I don't know. It's just East Rooms always had a very different vibe than third coast for me.
1: I mean, it's true, but also third coast didn't exist before you moved,
0: yeah, (laughs) but it's also not just like someone's house
1: yeah i mean because you know it's in a um like a an old manufacturing plant that they've converted into a strip mall basically but i mean it was fun it was cool the thing that was different was like the type of crowd we would get and then we'd walk them because you know in the daytime you know, like the Jack Daniels store and some candy store and shit is open in that place. So it's like filled with tourists and families. And a bunch of yups. Yeah. So, so like, you know, like the one in the afternoon, <laughs> people I would find out about this comedy show happening. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they just treat it like this novelty thing. Like there's a comedy club in here with the fucking KB toy store and the fucking Build-A-Bear. Like, yeah so we get somebody come in and be like a grandma her two grandkids her son and his wife and they sit down for like 10 minutes and then somebody's talking about butt fucking, and they're like and we're gone <laughs> we and none of those tours stayed more than like they never saw a second person come on stage <laughs> it
0: needed it needed more magicians that year <laughs> Yeah, so that was gotta, always fun. But, about four hours with magic tricks.
1: <laughs> but the only other thing that was different was, you know, we're, we're screaming into that mic and having fun, and those other businesses started complaining, especially people who were right above us at Third Coast, and they were like, you know, so we had to turn the mics off during the daytime, which, you know, it made it kind of suck not having a mic on. Yeah. I mean, it's not that we weren't loud enough, but it was just too weird. So we had to turn the mics off during the daytime. Um, Then it was still too loud for the people up above the auditorium. So we had to move into the bar area (laughs) during the daytime. It was strange. But it was still as fun as you, especially at night, because everything at that place closes at five. Yeah. So at nighttime, we've got the run of that entire fucking building. (laughs) You know, it's like 40,000 square feet. It's like four floors and so many bathrooms in which to have sex. And uh, so at night, man, it was just a fucking, it was hedonism in that motherfucker. <laughs> you should have been there, man. Ah, I'm okay without it. We were a team as the heart and soul of Broken Record show. It was us together and you I left don't. me there. To handle it all by myself. I
0: had to go. You were in Birmingham. Didn't, I didn't know. You
1: didn't, you didn't have to do shit.
0: Yeah. I, I, no, I had to. I was done. I feel like, I, especially after that show, I just felt like I was done in Nashville.
1: Plus, that, yeah. And at first, I think that's what hindered it when because you didn't move to Atlanta that time. Yeah. If you were in Atlanta, I think you would have been there, but your ass went all the way Yeah, to got way Seattle, the fuck
0: out. Let's go to the coast.
1: That was just a long ass way to yeah. be away.
0: But it was like, if you
1: were in Atlanta, I think you would have came.
0: Yeah. Like, but you, it, had,
1: yeah. like you like like you ran away like an abused wife.
0: Like, you fucking Get the you, fuck like, out, man. ran
1: away and tried to hide from us. You were like, I'm moving. I was like, where are you going? Down south? Of, over to the East Coast? You're like, I'm going to fucking the Pacific coast. I'm going to Seattle, Washington.
0: Pacific Northwest got to like, check why?
1: it. Why? You was like, I don't know. It's just I want to do something different. And you went up there and you hated it.
0: Yeah, sucked. So <laughs> it was fun. Sometimes I mean the shows were fun. Doing the shows were fun. Like being around crowds, the crowds were always good. Like uh bellingham is like north of seattle and that's like a college town those kids are a lot of fun man but just all the bullshit just like being around there and just a bunch of sour puss attitudes that's what it was no man's land yeah it's not
1: you by your fucking self
0: that too yeah but it was like also the first
1: thing you did when you got there was send for wagner and lewis to come visit <laughs>
0: No, they didn't come until i was there when did i move? I moved there that was almost a year later i moved there mary came out yeah. with me and that was in uh september
1: you were then trying to trying to make it
0: 26 like you were trying
1: to show us you could do it without us as if we ran you all for something you chose to do that so you tried to stick it out and build something great And even with all that legal weed that those people sucked <laughs> You were in weed heaven, and you had to spend yeah. it with a bunch of
0: douche nozzles. <laughs> it was perfect, though. It was perfect for doing what I was doing with the van and everything. Like I had a place set up where there was like I had a. They were always doing construction, so there's like a porta potty, and I had like a Wi-Fi. There was like an open Wi-Fi, and it was free parking, like two miles from downtown. It was like perfect. <laughs> so it wasn't bad. And then when Lewis and Wagner came, we went to a casino and shit. They do. Wagner never been to a casino. We lived it up. Wagner fucking went, somehow got, you know how at the casino, right? There's a place for the dealers. The pit is what it's Uh called. Wagner somehow fucking wandered into the pit (laughs) looking for Lewis. It got like through it before he got like yelled at or whatever. They told him to go.
1: Looking for Lewis. How Le- fucked up Lewis was he? Is playing,
0: Lewis is playing roulette like a gentleman. <laughs> like it's, it was fucking, it was a fun, it was a fun few days. And no one's been, you know, that no one's ever been, they've never been out there. It's fun. You should have came out too. We should all go sometime. We
1: should, man. I love the Pacific Northwest. I've been, I've spent time in Oregon. That was like one of the greatest weeks of my life.
0: And where? Portland,
1: um, Portland Roseburg. Okay. And Eugene.
0: I haven't been through Eugene. Bend? Have you been through yeah. Bend? No, I didn't go to Bend. Bend is funny. But I did
1: hit the coast where the beach was. You know what's funny is I was gonna move to Oregon before I moved to Nashville. And
0: that's actually
1: that's actually where I was headed.
0: <laughs> what stopped you?
1: Uh, my friend that I was going to stay with uh, was switching jobs and moving back to the South. Okay. Like what happened was she, after college, she went to Minnesota. She got a job. In Minnesota. She was from Birmingham too. So after she graduated, after graduation, she went to Minnesota for her job. And then after about a year, they sent her to Oregon. And then after about a year there that was in like about 2013 like the fall of 2013 when I went out there in winter time and I was like I'm moving next year I don't know where but you know I was treating comedy kind of like college too and I was like I've been doing it for four years it's time to graduate and and get out of Birmingham and try to do something with this so I was telling her I was like I'm moving in 2014 and she was like where I was like I don't know I don't really care I just got to get out of Birmingham I need to be somewhere to put a bigger comedy scene. And she was like, won't you come out here to Oregon? And I was like, that's fine by me. But about February of 2014, she was like, you know, she's got another promotion. An opportunity to move again. And she wanted to put some roots down back in the South, but not in Alabama. And uh, her choices were Atlanta, Nashville, and like Charlotte. She was like, which one would you prefer to go to? And I was like, I don't want to go to Atlanta, but, you know, it doesn't really matter to me. So she chose Nashville. So that's like, and then a month later, we were we went apartment shopping. <laughs> so that's how I ended up in Nashville. <laughs> but I was almost in Oregon, and we would have never met. Did I get to Nashville? Then two years later, your ass moves up to the Pacific. Yeah, you know, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know that anniversary recently passed too which one of you moving like it was about like three four days ago in my facebook memories i saw all the stuff about yeah. your farewell show
0: <laughs> There's some, yeah it was september <laughs> and then i got back here september of 2016 and then i got to atlanta i got back i was in nashville fucking off whatever i don't fucked off probably like a month and a half over yeah i remember the tour where you came back through yeah dude that was that shit was so much fucking fun 101 days straight just like doing the band fucking thing and telling jokes like everywhere that shit was so much fun and then yeah like november is when i was like i guess i'll go to atlanta and it's like and then at this point it's like why the fuck am i here (laughs) trying to make something out of nothing like what the fuck? Especially now. It's like the whole point is like, oh, there's industry here. It's like, yeah, they ain't going to fuck with me. I hate them. Why would they fuck with me? I don't like them.
1: <laughs> you can do a skittles commercial or something. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, what are we going to do with this fucking giant asshole? It's like, nothing.
1: Yeah. I, I want I plan on doing what you did then uh when when this COVID shit is over with. What? I'm gonna need to go hit the road for like a month or two. Yeah. Just,
0: yeah.
1: just pack up the car and just roam through bookshows and open mics from state to state to see all the people I haven't seen in almost yeah. a year now. Yeah, that's 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 my plan for the post-COVID. Like I'm gonna spend like six to eight weeks just on the fucking road. Making with the yucks. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, I yeah, I'm trying to do that. Like you should a, get in on small that. One the in road October. Together. Yeah, if you want to, yeah, I'd love to yeah. do that. Whenever That's you that feel really comfortable, good. I'll do it tomorrow. If you want, <laughs> I don't give a fuck, man. If for real, I don't. I still like. I went to.
1: We not have anywhere to perform.
0: Yeah, we will places are open up. We hit the Midwest. I'm gonna go up Nashville. We did I did uh Brad's birthday show on Sunday. Yeah, comedy you. bar shit. Yeah, it popped through. It was so much fun. That was it's so not much. enough though. Yeah, but there's shit I up. Said, I
1: mean I need everything open when I do this. And Indy. I won't India's doing need shit. Detroit's doing
0: shit again. Ohio. Okay. You gotta be inside. Is that what you're saying?
1: Yeah. And well, not I don't have to be inside, but okay, I need to go. be able to see people. I need to be able to safely hang out with everybody I know, hit like 10, 12 open mics in the city, hit 10 12 book shows everywhere we go. I don't
0: Okay. get. I, okay. I understand. Like I man. need twenty I need to like time. Guinness.
1: I need twenty-four hours a day of kicking it and comedy and good times. I don't no. need to go to Charlotte and do some outdoor show with eight people. <laughs> And then the next one's not for nine days in Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> you're, not, you're
0: not gonna do a big drive-through tour, big drive-in.
1: <laughs> I'm not.
0: I heard they're,
1: they're flashing their light blinkers light. at you. They're flashing your lights, you, they think it's funny, and you can't oh, hear the oh, crowd. Oh, oh. I was like, "That's outrageous!" <laughs> oh,
0: the fucking—that's like a big. That seems like a like the L.A. people are doing that. Like Burt Kreischer was doing it.
1: No drive-ins, no zooms. That's my
0: stance. Uh, yeah
1: yeah.
0: I, <laughs> I did two zooms. Oh, two
1: real comedy, original style, original recipe comedy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking. It's just outside of cities. It still happening. I'm doing a show. I'm starting a new show at a brewery in fucking next month. Come up if you, you want to come up.
1: The brewery show. It's, the half, work?
0: it's it's half capacity outside of Atlanta. So where you
1: work or is that real? no a
0: different one. They kept fucking me out of money. So that's <laughs> what I'm that's why I'm working there now, because I'm fucking them out of money. <laughs> 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 it's a new new brewery. They opened up during COVID. That's how fucking gangster these people are. (laughs) (laughs) You probably don't want to come up and do it. No, they opened. They opened up during May. All right, two (laughs) months. Two months after.
1: I feel bad for people who did
0: that. Trying to open a business.
1: Well, like because you know, like opening a business is not an overnight thing. No. So it's like those like like people like that. Like those people have been working towards opening it in May <laughs> since like October of last year. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. they really hit it and then they had everything fall into place. And it's like, all right, May, we're still on track. That's when the lease kicks in, we're ready. and like COVID hits <laughs> like at the end of February. And it's just like, listen, you you wanna like how much do you have in your savings account? Like, can't you take this bath? Or you want to just do half capacity or something? Like, fuck it, we gotta open, man. I've been working too hard on this shit. It sucks. It sucks for them. Man. My heart really goes out to them.
0: Yeah, but I'm not like coming them. to get
1: COVID for them. But I, I do feel sorry yeah. for them.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's all fucked. But also, I've been trying to think because the restaurant I work at, they don't seem to know what they're doing. <laughs> So as far as like opening, running a small business is like, maybe people, maybe most people don't know how to run a small business and the fact that they get a loan, especially like restaurants and shit, because it's just like, it's a day by day sort of thing. It seems like most of them don't make money for the year. It's like a day-by-day thing. So they just get a loan to open a restaurant, and then they don't know what the fuck they're doing as far... Because, like, I work at a breakfast place, right? And I was trying to figure out a joke with this, where it's like, we ran out of coffee, but uh, the lady who runs the front bought a waffle suit. We're like... (laughs) You know, what? like the priorities just don't seem right because we don't have coffee, but she's like walked around with like a waffle that's smiling. and It's just like, I don't like think a, you guys fucking know. Like her. a $5,000 waffle <laughs>
1: suit. It's just like we could have got 10 years worth of coffee at Walmart for that
0: money. <laughs> just any coffee. Yeah, you could have gotten some <laughs> coffee. But for some reason, you think a waffle suit is like this will get people will like a right. middle-aged woman in a waffle suit. <laughs>
1: that's what's going to bring them in the coronavirus. That's yes, exactly <laughs> waffle
0: suit. <laughs> It's just so bizarre. Where it's like, I don't think you guys know what the fuck you're doing. Like
1: the streets are empty. You can't dance. Those, you can't dance. Nobody into the store. No, there's
0: no one to bark at. <laughs> <laughs> so you're just walking around an empty restaurant dressed up like a waffle.
1: That's the whole reason she wanted to open this business. You know that, right? Like that's the vision she had in her head. Like that's the part that really made her smile. She was like, you know, I love cooking. I love breakfast. I worked at restaurants for 40 years. And then she thought it could be fun. Like I could like dress up like a waffle. And and that's what she locked in. And she was like, I'm doing it. Just so she could do that. That's why you're out of coffee. And it's like, so you go go like buy up two boxes or something at Walmart. She was like, No, but give me that suit out of the closet. It's time to dance.
0: <laughs> well, if it's her dream, I can't really I can't be too upset then. If this is gonna not gonna have this whole time. I don't know. We were certain, I've always
1: found that weird at restaurants when they run out of things like that are supposed to be their staple. Basic.
0: Bacon. <laughs> we don't have bacon, and it's like, what the fuck? We served. uh We didn't run out of coffee. We just served people decaf for a couple days. <laughs> like they wouldn't notice. <laughs> uh, I mean, we all noticed in the back. <laughs> Called the kitchen staff. We're like, man, we're fucking grumpy. <laughs> It's like all this coffee shit, that's why we're a little on edge. <laughs> but then she came back in the waffle suit, we chippered right up. Think it works. Sure does.
1: That's, that's the true meaning of the black history
0: model. <laughs> you just gotta put a smile on, you know? <laughs> Why so serious?
1: (laughs) That's what's going to happen when she snaps. She's going to be in the waffle costume, but she's going to be wearing Joker makeup.
0: (laughs) It's going to be bad. It's going to be bad. It'll be the day they close or whatever. It's gonna be fucked. <laughs>
1: It'll be the day the clown cried. Is what it's <laughs> gonna be. <laughs>
0: uh, uh, waffle's gonna leak syrup. God, his fucking eyes. It's not gonna be good. But also, it's like I make, I make like three hundred bucks every two weeks there now, and that's not good. The hours have been cut. Big time. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I still, when was the last time you made money? Um, Every day?
1: A month ago. Okay. A month ago. I still, I, was, uh, I still
0: don't understand how you have your finances in order.
1: I, I have money. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how. <laughs> Listen, I can't. Uh, I don't want to. You know, my lawyer has advised me against getting into the finer. Sure, sure, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying that. Financial status, but you know, I I will say that you know, I have not been struggling financially.
0: But when was the last time you had a real job? Cause even when I, Yeah, because that was before that was when so you, you left Birmingham. Period. Mm-hmm. So, right after I, whenever I met you or whatever, yeah. you didn't so I've only, 2nd, I've only known to never have a job. Yeah. And yeah, I haven't had a job since we met six years ago. Yes, exactly. And <laughs> I have a new one every, every, every so often. I have a, I have a fucking new one. But that blows my mind about you. You're such an interesting character in my life.
1: (laughs) Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Same here. Yeah, yeah, I bet.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But it's just like, you blow my mind. Because you used to be a vet, an animal vet, correct? Mm -hmm. But then you started... 13 years. And started slinging the yucks. Were you slinging the yucks when you were slinging the nuts?
1: Yeah. I I started that vet job in 2001. I started doing comedy in 2009.
0: Jesus Christ. Yeah. 11 years of silliness. Yeah. (laughs) That's fucking bizarre, man.
1: How long you been doing it?
0: I guess it'll be 8 in December. Mm. (laughs) Which it is. Like, yeah. And that's like now, just how things are. It's just like... what have i been doing but it's been it, it, i wouldn't want to be doing anything else so at the same time it's like looking back on the fun i've had and it's like the broken record shit and just getting the fuck off it's like that's you know like i knew you before that or whatever but it was just we like, had never hung out for real and just yeah and just for all day every day for a week yeah. straight it was just like this is going to be my person (laughs) for the week.
1: (laughs) Yeah, like we gravitated to each other extremely fast at the record show. Like we see each other at shows. Yeah. We hung out a few times, but we didn't have each other's phone number and you know, hang out outside of comedy too tough. No, But uh, you had a lot going on at that time though, when I first got there. Yeah, so I didn't really see you too often, but yeah, starting that broken record, man, like we instantly clicked and we've been going super strong ever since
0: then. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just I don't even know I don't even know what it was. I have no there's not like a moment that stands out where it's like this was like the particular moment where I was like, Oh, Nerado's a friend. It was just like I really can't there's like none. Yeah. Maybe it's because that week was just such a blur to begin with.
1: We just instantly jailed. It was like we were we were like the only two people who were built for something like that.
0: Yeah, so there was we, also we, yeah, that was a thing over, was, like oh like a extra new, like a
1: prison or something. Like, extra stage time was like yeah, like yeah, I want
0: to <laughs> I want to figure out how to do this shit. Yeah, because I like, think we had the same kind of
1: stage act. Like when we got up there, it's like we both realized I don't have to do material. No, I could just be fucking stupid. Stupid. And we both went on stage just being stupid. It was stupid. just like, okay, that guy, that guy gets it. <laughs> and talking about
0: what's been going on. Because that was the fun thing, too, is trying to figure out how to, like, make – because really those late sets, too, were just, like, in front of each other. They were the people yeah. who were there all the time. so it's like, And they've seen the whole day. Like, they've seen the day you've seen. So it's like, let's talk about the day, you know, rather than – I'm going to tell you about, you know, my fucking job and my girlfriend. <laughs> we heard about that for nine hours straight today. The prime time slots. We heard about it. We heard about how the owls sleep funny. We get it. They sleep facing down. What a hoot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> fucking
0: <laughs> no one cares. <laughs>
1: Oh, God, yes, yes. See, we got to get broken record back with the
0: swiftness, man. That's wonderful. I mean, it'd be so, yeah. <laughs> I'd be down. I probably wouldn't. I'd, I would not enjoy it, but I don't enjoy much anymore. <laughs>
1: <laughs> See, you but need it, broken record more than anybody. That's the only thing that's going to put the joy back in your
0: heart. <laughs> it probably would. You're it would be hard over that right now, <laughs> buddy. Where would you do it now? Would you try to go back to Third Coast? No. Try and take to the East Room, to the original.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, if possible.
0: Why couldn't? What happened that we couldn't do it, or that y'all couldn't do it at the East Room that third year and the fourth they, year? I,
1: guess? I think they had something booked for the week we were trying to do it, and then I guess essentially, like Third Coast, like kind of bought the rights to it, basically, like not in any legal capacity, but like they needed the publicity. <laughs> i'm not i'm not trying to be funny but they did like it had just opened so they needed something to kind of start pulling the comics to get them to gravitate the third coast so they hosted because that was my first time at third coast
0: that broken record bump yeah
1: i had been to third coast before that
0: Uh, yeah i may have been there a couple times i still haven't been there much I don't, yeah. But anytime I'm back, anytime I'm back in Nashville, it's like always stop by the East Room. It's just something about that place that works with that show too, or maybe it doesn't anymore because it's it's you know they got a full liquor license now. It's changed too a whole bunch. It's not Ben anymore. Ben went up to Massachusetts and was fucking
1: yeah. He sold it to Nate
0: being a model in the woods or whatever the fuck he was doing
1: i miss ben jones so much that
0: dude was dope
1: i love it when he pops up on my shit on facebook and says something like oh i miss you so much i'm gonna call ben tomorrow so i'm gonna hit him up i miss ben jones
0: (laughs) he was a big part of making that shit happen too
1: ben was the fucking coolest he was like the coolest not even just bar He was just one of the coolest dudes you could ever meet
0: like yeah yeah, he just like always a good
1: name. Very laid back. Very cool dude. Man. He was like the cool big brother from all 80s movies.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he'd be around at the weirdest hours, too. Yeah. Like, you wouldn't see him forever. And he'd just be, it's like 4 a.m. And he's just there. He's like, hey, man, I just got like a pot of coffee for everybody. It's like, oh, cool. <laughs> Where the fuck did you come from? <laughs> right. Like, you I Haven't the seen you since Tuesday. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I remember. Was that I remember second year when I had to stall the uh the health inspector lady? (laughs) The health inspector showed up in the middle of the of Guinness, like the second year. I'm just outside smoking a cigarette, and then this car pulls up, and this woman gets out with her clipboard and her badge and shit, and she's like, Uh, hey, um. Which way into the East Road? And I'm like, uh, for what? Because I can see she's here on some official business. And I'm like, so what are you? Uh, are you here for the comedy show? <laughs> she's like, no, I'm a health inspector. Blah blah blah. And I'm like, oh shit, are we about to fuck things up for this man? Because there's no way that they're like up to code right now. And uh, forever. Like I talked to her, I talked to her about a good 15 minutes when I was telling her about the show while texting people like, tell Ben the health inspectors outside. <laughs> tell him I want to spray some air freshener and move some things around. Because we've got a fucking health inspector coming in here while we've got 87 people in this bar who've been sleeping there for four days. And, uh, we got all types of food laid out at buffet style next to coffee pots and pizza boxes. I was like, this is this might be bad. But, you know, Ben in his usual smooth way, she came in, they laughed and chatted, he took her around and got an A plus. <laughs> 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 but I think he might have took that lady into the kitchen and gave her some good kanolingas. Cause there's no way that place wasn't supposed to get shut down by a health inspector <laughs> under those circumstances. <laughs> but Ben pulled it off as usual. <laughs> Slick,
0: handsome guy.
1: Oh yeah,
0: it was filthy. <laughs> but is that? Don't you? Don't they send you a notification? that you like you. Don't they let you know that they're coming? The health inspector oh, people. Because no?
1: they like let you know that you know it's it's around that time. But no, they don't want to tip you off so you can. So you could just get over on them with an inspection. No, they just show up.
0: (laughs) What if they would have shut us down? Like a probation
1: officer. They just pop in like, hey, let me see your hands. (laughs) 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 Your house arrest. Is he in there? He better fucking be.
0: (laughs) I don't know if I knew. I feel like you've told me that maybe but I feel like that's the first time I've heard (laughs) that there was a health inspector coming in. Yeah. The second year.
1: Yeah, the second year.
0: When Hollywood was there. (laughs) When Ralphie May missed two sets. (laughs) (laughs) R.I.P. No disrespect, but you missed two sets.
1: R.I.P. to the Ralphsters. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we had a lot of heavy hitters coming in there, man. Yeah. <laughs> clean your
0: fucking ears, we sure
1: did. Uh, I am. Are you recording? Are you recording this video? Because you are. I don't have to use it. I mean, i will just for the Patreon.
0: People got to, Yeah, I'll split the. clean my I split that two fifty with you because <laughs> you gave them the. You gave them the behind the scenes sort of thing <laughs> like BTS, you know. The real. Yeah. The real. The gonzo footage. Yeah. <laughs> this is what let's, it's really. Let's, real let's like. really get it going. If you if you pay twenty dollars, I'll eat his Q tip. How about that? Let's get wild.
1: I mean, I got the I got the pee jugs over here. I'll give them a show.
0: Get to chug <laughs> the chugging. For, for the job. Patreon supporters.
1: Hundred bucks, i will do a shot of my piss. <laughs> I got the glass <laughs> right here. Uh-huh. <laughs> Hundred bucks! I do a shot of piss. Oh, <laughs> how,
0: how how many days old is that?
1: <laughs> you got kind of a shot. Hundred bucks, people. <laughs> this I'm a, the first. Like at the top, it's like a day old. Down yeah, here, yeah. down here, it's about, down here goes back to August.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if it's your drapes, but it definitely has like a different, there's a different hue <laughs> 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 to say the least to the colors.
1: Yeah, it's like orange, it's this. It's <laughs> you know, All that deep yellow mixes together and makes a nice amber. That looks like where they got the dinosaur DNA from those mosquitoes in Jurassic Park. That's just liquid amber over there. Life always finds a way.
0: <laughs> is, that, is it all from podcasts or are you just...
1: No, I just use it anytime. <laughs> it's pretty much just my nighttime bathroom.
0: When does nighttime start?
1: Whenever I get in bed. That's what it is. Like when I go to bed, that's it for me. Walking to the bathroom,
0: <laughs> I'm not getting back up.
1: Yeah, like I'll get up and do that. I'm not walk because I'll wake up if I walk all the way to the bathroom. It's just more convenient. So <laughs> I just piss in the jug and hop right back in the bed. <laughs> Hit my hand sanitizer. You know, just <laughs> going about my business. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I got pee right now.
0: <laughs> I would do the same. I'm not going to use that jug. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: what are you sniffing? I oh <laughs> <laughs> What? I don't. Why? What?
1: <laughs> I just saw it over there, and I realized I hadn't used it in months.
0: You shave like, butter?
1: I got, and got vanilla many.
0: body wash.
1: Yeah, it smells like grapefruit. It's from Rimpure. It's a great. So I'm not gonna give give giving people these free plugs. Give them the plugs. Let them know <laughs> what you can do. But this Ren Pure Soap is fantastic. I've got this one. And then got a bigger one that is Tea Tree Mint.
0: Tea Tree Mint, people. And it's to a tingle your it body? It does tingle. It's Ooh, invigorating. Baby.
1: Ooh, baby. It's invigorating. It's my
0: favorite. I love a good peppermint-style body wash. I've been using a – I'll take a, some coffee grounds, you know, Mix a little coconut oil in those, give my body a scrub.
1: That's your bathing now.
0: Yeah, so it's not, I'm not necessarily associated to a brand. You can use any <laughs> coffee grounds you want, any coconut oil you want. You just. Well, so you haven't it. been oh. using it in a while
1: now because y'all don't have any coffee at work. <laughs>
0: so I got just... coffee at home. <laughs> sneaking in your own cups. I, just, I did. I started taking my own coffee. <laughs> well, y'all are out of coffee. Not me. Yeah, exactly. I'm in the back. Got that tin cup. Remember that tin cup? I drink my coffee out of that tin do remember cup. remember that. <laughs> Becoming more and more like a hobo. <laughs> Outside of the band world. Yeah. Well, you know, you got to stay true to yourself. <laughs> ah, I miss it. I miss it every day. Dude, I, was I living, I was trying to figure, was I living in the van the first year of Broken Record? Do you remember? Yeah. I sure. was. That was. That must have just happened.
1: Yeah, you had just gotten in the van when I moved in, what, July 2014. You weren't living in the van when I first got to Nashville.
0: Yeah, but it was shortly but after. You, yeah.
1: Boy. I don't remember where you were living when I first got there. First place, but you, you didn't move into the van until a couple months later.
0: It's either West End or over by the airport, whatever the fuck that city's called, wherever fat bites is okay, yeah, well we <laughs> the bites fat bites. <laughs> well, that never took off.
1: <laughs> I you did a, a cancer a benefit show for some little girl with cancer or something yeah, they did
0: do that afterwards <laughs> that was that was not me. Nobody thinks it was. We no. all know. Yeah, of course not. Why would I ever do that? Why would I ever... I'm trying to make some money.
1: <laughs> Raise money <laughs> for a charity. It's called yeah. Joe Kelly Comedy. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, $20? Thank you very much.
1: <laughs>
0: wow.
1: <laughs> you ever think about going back to Hawaii?
0: And I just mean, living in
1: a van out there.
0: You nah. think that would be at the, you think at some, that
1: would be better than living in a van in the in the city like this?
0: At some point you'd just be driving in circles out there, you know. All right. Really. Uh it would be fun. That's where the idea kind of came from. Was like, oh man, if I get a van, I could just be chilling out here then I was like, I think I want to do comedy. So then once I started doing that, it's like, oh, I could do, I could combine both those things in like a weird way. I miss it. It wouldn't be Hawaii, but I just miss, it'd be, it'd be fun to have something a little bit like more livable than a fucking minivan, you know? You can convert like a, like one of those miniature, like a cargo truck. Yeah.
1: That or, or what are the fuck? Like a little small moving van? not van but you
0: know a moving truck like the smallest you yeah or like a, a church van yeah like, an RV. Like, that, like a bigger thing but it's also like the sprinter vans are real nice too sort of thing they have the high ceilings or whatever but it'd be a little
1: small school buses or like one of those transfer buses that they use for the shuttle bus. You could take one of those and convert it.
0: Yeah, but I think I'm also at the point where it's like I don't know if I'd want to do that. Like it'd be fun to do for like a month, a month and a half, and just be like on the road, solid for that. Mm-hmm. But it'd be, it'd be pretty good to just be able to like come back and chill too, not have to do that like all the time. But it was, it was, it is fucking fun. But it's just like I've gotten spoiled. I feel like you know.
1: Living in an
0: apartment, become a bitch, bro. <laughs> yeah, you're living indoors, you
1: got indoor plumbing, you're drinking yeah. hard seltzers, hard
0: seltzer. I'm just a pussy. yeah, I fucking can't stand it. I got comfortable pillows. I bought a mattress,
1: sold out to the man.
0: I did as soon as I got that first unemployment check, I bought a mattress immediately. <laughs> You know, I never thought I, I thought I thought I'd spend the rest of my life sleeping on deflated air mattresses, but instead I sold out and got a real mattress and now I feel like a pussy. <laughs> well, you know, you're just maturing. That's all. Is that what it is? Yeah, no, that's all. <laughs> it's just maturing. I don't like
1: it. <laughs> you're going to have a real serious steady girlfriend soon. Ah, fool. <laughs> and y'all are going to be living together. Y'all go. Y'all
0: get a house together. I'll be fine if she, if she pays for everything. That's fine. <laughs> hey,
1: whatever she wants to do with her money. Yeah, own. yeah.
0: Because unless I can get unemployment for the rest of my life, I don't. I think I'm going to be broke. Because <laughs> the only time I haven't been broke since 2011 has <laughs> been being on unemployment. <laughs> Yeah, this country's fucked up. Ah, I don't know if it is. I don't know exactly what services I provide. I feel like the I feel like the things I'm good at, I don't get paid for. But then I just have to tolerate people, like, like eating my, ass and making
1: with the yucks.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm good at those things. Good, i good I made that wrestling game. I was pretty good at that too. I know computers. But then you just started
1: OnlyFans.
0: I did. I have an account. I just haven't put anything on there just because I thought it was like a like a loophole to Patreon. What is it going to be? What are you gonna do? I don't know. I thought I would just post like my normal content. Just post gotta, like this, but on my OnlyFans page. You got to
1: do some porn.
0: Yeah, I met a guy at Brad's birthday who who does porn. It doesn't have to be outrageous.
1: I've been thinking about starting one just like just as a joke, but just to see like what would happen, like if I could get some people with fart fetishes to just, just pay to watch me fart. Or oh yeah, dude, dude. just look at it, like just me, just pictures of my butthole in various states of gas, <laughs> and
0: just see what you can do with clothes on. Yeah, I just want to see what make happens. it make it mysterious. <laughs>
1: just, right? Did it come out of the front or the back? <laughs> Is that, a, is that a very rare dick fart that I just <laughs> did a fart or did I just five. manqueef?
0: <laughs> you got to tune in next week to find out. Only oh, more dollars, only, I take the only premium subscribers, will make
1: <laughs> yeah. I I just want to see what would happen. You
0: you definitely could. Because you have, listen, farts are good, man. I appreciate that. You definitely have, like, yeah. People, when people talk about Naruto, (laughs) they bring up his farts, man. It's just how, like, they always, like, everybody has a time where Naruto farted. (laughs) That's true. they're They're
1: distinct and they're special. I won five bucks at the fourth Guinness show because of a fart. How well, they they time it? You got three seconds to fire uh, one out. Stetson Banks, out of Arkansas, shout out to Stetson from Fayetteville. He was there at the show and um, he challenged me. He's, he bet me five bucks. He gave me five bucks if I could fart. I was we were on opposite ends of the of the room. He was like, "I'll give you five bucks. You could drop a fart that I can hear all the way over here." And about three minutes later, I let loose a whopper. (laughs) And he said, God damn. And I was like, where's my money?
0: (laughs) We got reprimanded for farting. (laughs) Second year. (laughs) They told us enough is enough. But it really was helping people. It was making unfunny people funny. Because <laughs> no one was ever fucking up anybody's timing. Was, there, was a, there was a lull during someone's set and all of a sudden from the corner <laughs> you'd hear someone fart. Remember, I remember I was trying to fucking let one lose during fucking Weber's set, during Aaron Weber's set. neighbor were Gossie's best friend. And I could not get it going. And you came in with the assist because you saw me struggling. <laughs> we're a team. The <laughs> young Aaron Weber who couldn't, yeah, couldn't tell no jokes, especially to us. <laughs> Still can't tell jokes to us as far as I'm concerned.
1: <laughs> I remember when we were coming up with all of the um by like the third year. And we were all coming up with like these, all this weird shit. No, it was in the beginning too. Had all this weird shit we were doing on stage, and Aaron Weber's thing became, he was like a conser- a super conservative version of, of Jeff Foxworthy. And his tagline was, You might be a sinner.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Get that fucking Joseph A. Bank going, thing going, where somehow he kept pulling. He'd try and make a joke, and then he'd pull it somehow back to the great deals you could get at Joseph A. (laughs) He's so funny, man. I love Weber,
1: man. He's He's so fucking funny. He's great. Yeah, I remember when he first came to Nashville and first got it going. I was like, that dude's going places. Weber's funny as shit.
0: Yeah. He's (laughs) always been like a dude of like – He's like a phone call dude sort of thing too. Or it's like, he'll pick up the phone and give me a call sort of thing and just say, oh, yeah. But yeah, I, I, I love Weber. I was mad. Anytime I'm back in town, I make sure I fucking spend some time with him. He's a good dude, man. Very good dude. I love it. Very him. quality dude. Yeah. Solid as shit, man. People give him shit or whatever, but it's like, fuck, it's whatever. i happy. I'm glad he's fucking, I'm glad, I'm glad Nate picked up a ringer for his podcast sort of thing. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I would love to hear it. It'd be fun to hear. It's fun when Weber will let loose. Most people don't get to hear Weber let loose. That's the truth, man. But Weber's a real motherfucker at the end of the day. He is. He yeah. does what he has to do, and you know he's a very nice loose, guy. Loose Aaron
1: Weber. Yeah, so man. He he loses the tie up and lets his hair down. Oh, God,
0: I love it. I love it. Forced it's, to be reckoned with. Yeah, yeah. He's no. He's not a bullshit guy. <laughs> and just real funny. But that was like that was. Uh, he was like he started kind of like that year. That was fun too. Like the second year of Broken Record was sort of like Nashville comics, like the first taste of what comedy was. And it's like, oh, four months in and you get to do 45 minutes sort of thing, just for the fuck of it. Like it was it was cool to see him, Sativa. Sativa was part of that crew too, who was like had just started. I yeah. forget who else was there. But I remember all- I remember his actually
1: I remember his first day. He came to the East Room. It was like in February 2015. Sativa. Yeah. I literally, I remember his first night. He came down to the East Room.
0: And then he just took off like a rocket. (laughs) Yeah, man. Yeah. Same thing. It's like, yeah. Something about that. I don't, yeah, I don't remember who else started with them, but like Weber and Sativa started like the same time. And like they kind of linked up or whatever, but they were just that class, whatever. If you want to refer to comedy, <laughs> classes or that class in Nashville, those two motherfuckers are like, they're doing everything. It's great. They yeah. maybe broken records somehow helped them. Yeah. Because that within like whatever, because it was like quick to be able to do that and stand on stage for an hour and a half and get used, yeah. to, get used to doing bad. <laughs> that was part of it too. It's like no one's gonna laugh anyway. So nothing can <laughs> nothing's ever gonna hurt. Nothing can yeah. hurt you. It don't matter where you go. It's like nothing can hurt me. Yeah,
1: like you can't bomb after that.
0: No. <laughs> I, said,
1: dude, I, stood on, I stood on stage at five o'clock in the morning for thirty minutes. Not even cared about laying. Yeah. So you guys can't hurt me <laughs> out okay there. So, I don't care if you're after
0: I It's perfect. Maybe that was that's th- how I feel. Yeah. That's why I
1: never bomb because yeah. I, I always tell people my secret is I'm trying to entertain myself when I'm on stage. Yeah. If the crowd laughs too, I mean, that's good, but I'm not there for them. I'm, 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 a little bit, yeah. I'm really up there just keeping myself entertained. <laughs> so I'm having a good time no matter who's in the crowd and how many people aren't laughing. I'm
0: enjoying the fuck out of myself. <laughs> yeah. And people don't get it. That's what's weird is people are like people are people get uh I don't know if it, confused is the word or like weirded out by like if you're just having fun on stage. Like, <laughs> I don't get it. What's he having fun about? It's like nothing. You don't you don't get that? Like you can't just have fun about nothing. Like we're doing comedy. What the fuck do you have to be yeah. so sad about on stage? Like that's what's fun about like
1: it should be the most fun thing on earth. <laughs> it's the best job ever.
0: Have you watched a Zoom show at all? No. You should check. It's fun to see. It's fun to watch people because it's like you can see you can see people who can't have fun by themselves, sort of thing. Because that's all you're doing on a Zoom show is you're fucking off in your room. There's like they my first one I did, they asked me to do 30 minutes and I probably did like 42 just because I was just fucking off. Like I wasn't paying they were supposed to light me, but it was in a chat. I wasn't paying attention. But I was just having fun. But then it's like fun to watch people just go. I'm not, I don't have fun by myself. And it's like, oh, you're unenjoyable. But how uh it's strange. You should watch a Zoom show. Watch people crumble.
1: I will. I will. Anyway. Next time I see one on Facebook, I'm gonna log in. <laughs> Pay that fifteen dollars. I'm watch not doing that. New <laughs> I'm not doing that. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going I'm to sign up to be on one for free. And then I'm going to act like I'm having technical difficulties when it's my turn. <laughs> I'm going to watch everybody else eat shit in their kitchen. <laughs>
0: like, <laughs> It's the future.
1: (laughs) Kill me now.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Like why? Why? (laughs) Like if this this isn't a necessity, but it's the future, just kill me now, man. I want no part of that.
0: (laughs) 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 I can't do it. No. I said, what's the point? I don't know. It's like I, that's I miss the most is like the people after the shows who it's like it really meant something to them sort of thing or it's like I mm-hmm. get you for whatever reason you never right. get that in like a Zoom show sort of thing <laughs> or some just fucking just some bum just some fucking loser in fucking Topeka like you meant something to him sort of thing and he's like oh that was the best. It's like, oh, cool.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's always fun to brighten up somebody's day or their week or their month at a show. And they're just like, man, my friends made me come out tonight. I wasn't really in a good mood, but I'm glad I did.
0: Yeah.
1: It's it's, it's wonderful to touch people like that.
0: Yeah, but now you don't know you don't go out to the show. (laughs) You just sit at home and feel that same shitty feeling you were feeling. (laughs) Be like, I'll turn this on It's like I don't care about somebody in the living room. That was the thing. That was the other thing is the fucking, I don't know if I told you that guy was watching just the Phillies game when I did that fucking Zoom show. And he was mad because the Phillies were losing. Just like the whole point of comedy would be to distract you from the fact that the Phillies are losing, but you're just doing both at the same time. And it's just weird i like your, i like your stance against not doing zoom shows. I like yeah i like your stance against not doing a goddamn thing mm-hmm. you ain't gonna be not gonna be some whore for 25 dollars well, hey why don't you come out to austin texas we'll give you 25 dollars Couple drink tickets, too. That's
1: right. You want to come? Listen, we're open. We're social distancing. We got limited capacity. About 10 bucks, two free drinks and some chicken tenders. Your game? No. Half price chicken tenders. No, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I'd rather not. I understand.
0: But I'll do it. But yeah, I did it last weekend. I said yes Friday and Saturday for ten bucks. Ten bucks 20, each. Ten bucks each night. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I probably spent eighty. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, that's what it's all about, man. Well, it
0: was like yeah, as the bartenders, I had seen them in a minute.
1: You know, you're making your bones in comedy, man. The, well, the money yeah. is. Yeah. The money can, it can, I mean, you get a lot of shows where you do real good, but you also got to do that show also. Like, it's all about doing shows. So it really doesn't matter <laughs> what the money is. Like, somebody's like, come over here, I got 200 bucks for you, You're like, hell yeah. Somebody's like, come over here, I got 10 bucks for you, You're like, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to
0: get these yucks off, man. <laughs> that's probably, that's something that's like, that's probably been my biggest expense has been comedy. Like, really, during quarantine shit, I was like, oh, all my money went really to comedy. <laughs> and not even con- just driving and fucking whatever else in between. Just gas in their road food, gas, food, drinks. Cigarettes. Yeah. Sometimes (laughs) a place to crash. If you can't figure something out. It's like fuck man. But it's worth it, right? Isn't it?
1: Oh, it's it's more than worth it. Yeah. It's more than worth it. There's nothing better than being a comedian. We absolutely have the best job on earth. It's the best thing. To be I think any I think any form of entertainment. Like it's it's the best, but like comedy
0: You can be yourself. what makes comedy so, yeah, makes makes comedy so special
1: fun. is you get paid to do what other people are paying to do. Like other people are paying to go out and drink and eat and talk shit at bars and you're getting paid to eat and drink and talk yeah. shit at bars. It's the best. It comes with its own. Basically, you're being paid to have a nightlife. <laughs> that's, that's all kind of it is. We want to pay you to have one of the greatest social life experiences a human can have. It is like, OK, fine.
0: <laughs> but isn't isn't there isn't that where it goes off the rails, too, for a lot I mean, of
1: people? I mean, but if, 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 that, if that means it'll always go off the rails for those people. Sure. But this is great. Like, there aren't two school teachers having this conversation we're having on the format we're having <laughs> on right now. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not happening. Two cops aren't doing this. There's <laughs> not some waiter talking to a, a fucking a, a manager of a Ross dress for less right now. Like, communist shit. <laughs> it's the best. It's the fucking best. It gives you you get to travel, yeah. You get to get paid to have fun. You, you spend most of your time having fun. Then when it's actually time to work, you're still having fun. Still
0: having fun. So
1: I, me, I wouldn't trade this shit for nothing on yeah. the face of this earth. All the shit I could have been doing the last eleven years. People. My God, I could never. Like I always said that like comedy didn't save my life, but it did give me a life. Like. I wasn't doing before I started doing comedy. I was just going to work and, yeah. and with my girlfriend, and then I go out with my friends sometimes. But, like, that's it, I wasn't doing anything special.
0: Yeah, you
1: know, I could have just done that. And I started, I literally started doing comedy the week before me and my girlfriend broke up for good.
0: We had been together for like three years. Was it on the rails then, or did that have something to do with starting? No, it was already okay. over. Okay,
1: it just so happened that in the in the in the two weeks it took me to, uh, I think the week after I started was like Labor, not Labor Day, Memorial Day. So there wasn't going to be a mic afterwards that week. So basically, I did comedy for the first time with a girlfriend, and then in the two weeks it took me to go back on stage, I mean my girl broke up, <laughs> and uh, it was permanent. You know, I told her it was permanent. I wasn't coming back we didn't get back together. And so I just started doing comedy. I've been doing it ever since. And it's taken me all over the fucking country. Yeah. And I've met so many people and just done. It's taken everything I would have done in my social life, my whole life. It's taken that and just amplified this shit up to 10. Just traveling and fucking and getting drunk and getting high <laughs> and getting paid. Just, it's just—it's just nothing but a good time. It's all comedy is. It's like being in the army without all the fucking war and drills and shit. It's just—it's an adventure. It's like the navy. Yeah. It's, it's not. It's like the army's own slogan. It's not a job. It's an adventure. That's what comedy is.
0: And it's the shit. It's not more fun. <laughs> nothing. That's even like. Is like during, I don't even know if this is still quarantine or whatever the fuck we're doing <laughs> lockdown when there wasn't shit going on. Now there's some stuff going on, but it was like, I was trying to figure out, like, or just trying to think about like life without comedy and going, okay, I can get by without it. And then it's like, as soon as you get to do a show and then you do it, it's like, oh, fuck, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> It's like a Brad show on Sunday. Some some lady howled, and I was like, "Oh, I miss, I miss the howls. That was fucking Hell yeah, nice, yeah, fucking one yeah. of those deep laughs. laughs. It came from the gut. It was just like, fuck, man, I want to keep. I don't want this to stop ever. It's real, yeah. Ever, it was, it was I don't not the Zoom shit either. It was, it was someone's fuck. It's not a club. It's someone's fucking backyard. That's what we were doing. It's, it's just like the, the eight other comics that are on the show. <laughs> I mean, there was it's like 20 people there, whatever it was, but they you know they were laughing and then a lady fucking howled and it was just like fuck man, <laughs> fuck oh. it's just it's addictive. There's nothing better. There's nothing better. It's super addictive. It's and the it's best life yeah. you could
1: ask for. It yeah. comes with everything that you could ask for in life. So it's like there's no reason to go anywhere else. Like, you don't need another interest, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't need to be in comedy and also a book club. Like, it's, you can discuss books with the comics. Like, yeah. you don't need yeah. to do shit. Or you goes. can
0: with the audience. That's the whole yeah. thing. Like, too. You can talk about everything
1: you want to do. It just It's just all folded into comedy. You like doing comedy and hunting? There's some, You're going to meet some comics and some people in the audience who like
0: the hunt. Y'all can yeah. go out there. Yeah, I've met, I met so many people who lived out of a vehicle at some point in time <laughs> in their life. Just from talking about my bullshit, like, man, I've done that before, and it's like, oh, cool. <laughs> met like I met an ex-con in like Phoenix one time. He was the coolest fucking. He wouldn't tell me his name. <laughs> like, like that thing, but it was. He said some shit to me that I still think about. I think about all the time where it was like in Seattle, like uh, people said my humor was blue. And it was like, I, ne- I don't know. I still to this day don't know what that means. It means you curse. Is that what it is?
1: That's what it means professional. Okay. Like working blue means it's not family friendly G rated. It just means you say motherfucker and shit like that. That's what working blue means
0: in comedy. Well, this convict and I was talking to him about it, and he said, "Maybe you're just being honest, and they're afraid." <laughs> so that's like that's just what that's what I remember. Like that's what i stick with if you're being blue. It's like, oh, you're 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 scared. That's yeah, what, like, probably not. I mean, cause cause that's that's about that me part of being conservative? Is. Is. It's like, what? Who cares? Well, We're that's, talking that's about that's what that happened.
1: type of conservatism is all about. It's like a
0: fear. But it's Seattle. Don't, Seattle's don't, not conservative. Don't say that. Isn't the whole point in Seattle is to not be conservative people? That's what they, you think. Yeah. But that's but probably I, just,
1: that's just a social thing. Like, that's just the attitude it's known for. But it's not, like like in Los Angeles, like they're having a lot of problems with this quarantine because the people in Orange County, because they're all rich, but they're still like super Conservative retic types that you think about in the South, but the rich people in like in like Orange County is you are like that they don't want to quarantine, they don't want the restrictions and all that kind of shit. And it's like, um, so yeah, like everywhere you go, you find that there's plenty of places that have this laid back attitude from the people you meet, but when they vote, it's Republican. <laughs> So there's still conservatives everywhere.
0: I don't even think, I don't even think it was necessarily people who would vote Republican. Like in Seattle. I'm pretty sure the people who are like You're, you have a blue blue humor were voting yeah, Democrat right. that's, for sure. But that's probably is the thing about like that's
1: what, but that's what being that way is. Like people don't want you talking like that because they yeah. just they are afraid. It's just they just like bullshit. Sure, I just want you to stick to. They don't want you opening people's minds. They don't want you getting too relaxed. It's just like, just make some jokes about holding a woman's purse when you go shopping. I want you want anything <laughs> about you sticking your thing in that thing. Like, that's, like, why not? Like, why not? Like, you're just afraid that I'm going to start talking about eating ass and this, your wife of 20 years, who you've only given missionaries, <laughs> is going to start thinking about and she'd like to explore some. And <laughs> you're going to lose her. Maybe that's what it is. So they are scared. Don't work blue. Don't don't come in here saying those things. <laughs> They're afraid of the truth. <laughs> but I
0: can't help it. It's the only thing I care about, though. <laughs> the
1: only thing that feels genuine. That's right. They don't call you the booty, man, because you like PB and J's. You know? <laughs> What did you Uh, you hear the booty man? What did you think he was gonna talk about? (laughs) (laughs) I don't want my wife to hear things. Like like it happens. I've seen that. One time we did a show in Birmingham and there was this girl who had just started doing comedy. She was a young girl. She was like still in college. And she was and she was a cool girl and she's super funny, but she was from like high society, you know? Like like some old debutante rich shit. You know what I'm saying? But she was funny and she was cool. But her folks they were just like that. And one night, one night she was on the show and her folks were there, right? So her mom and dad are sitting in the audience. And they were cool enough, but her dad had like his arms folded the whole time. But he was listening to the comics. He didn't he didn't shift in his seat. He didn't make any faces. He didn't boo. And he just sat there with his arms folded the whole time, you know, people were talking shit. And (laughs) at one point, this comic goes on stage. (laughs) And he he said something. uh, He said, said like, motherfucker or something. And then he was like, "Um, I don't think I said, the girl's name was, her name was Haley. And he was like, I probably shouldn't talk like that with, uh, you know, all these old people in the crowd. Because the crowd was kind of, most of them, like the comic who hosted it was like a, he does a lot of improv. So, of course, the improv crowd comes, and a lot of them are like middle-aged couples and shit. Squares. So the, yeah, so the comic was like, I probably shouldn't say, I probably shouldn't talk like that with all these old people here tonight. He was like, Haley's parents are here. They don't want to hear that. But then he was like, nah, who am I fooling? All these old people, they're gonna go home and butt fuck each other tonight. And her dad, her dad heard that, and he went, what? <laughs> <laughs> like he unfolded his arms and jumped in see the All these old people are probably just gonna go home and butt fuck each other.
0: What? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> like he like, huh? <laughs> like he reacted as if he thought that, like, he'd spent his whole life thinking that, like, only gay dudes did that, and that it was wrong. Like, he didn't, like, he didn't know straight couples could have anal sex. He was like, "Oh, these are probably gonna go home and butt fuck each other." And like, what? <laughs> <laughs>
0: No, I don't know. Why one of the funniest would. things I've ever seen. I don't know why you would tell your parents you're doing comedy, <laughs> especially if they're supportive. <laughs> like if you've been around for two weeks, like, why would you tell them to come? <laughs>
1: around was, these animals. With the little girl, you know, they're like, "Listen, man, yeah. I was in the, I was in the Navy.
0: I know. I've heard people say yeah. things. <laughs> you're doing comedy, baby. We want to come see. I'm doing a real <laughs> show. I'm doing a whole show this Thursday." y'all butt fuck
1: what (laughs) I had never seen anybody react like that (laughs) he (laughs) was so (laughs) taken aback did they stay they
0: stayed
1: he was uncomfortable the rest of the night (laughs) did she go up before (laughs) or after she went up she went up uh she went up before she went up before just being cool then. Uh, that was so funny man like it, like you could tell that like he was thinking like i mean you know i'm no proof i mean i know what goes on at these comedy shows i expected that somebody to say damn or shit yeah uh, you know talk about licking this and touching that I was not expecting to hear about B and people in the F. It was the first noise he made all night, and the first time he moved since he sat down when they got there and folded his arms.
0: Oh, God, he was sick. (laughs) that's what you need though sometimes it's just like you just want to make somebody feel something no matter what it is so it's like even if you're uncomfortable at least you felt something a Little shot he, probably, to the system. he probably didn't have a good sense of humor to begin with you know Like he's probably never been to a comedy show if you're like who's your favorite comic he'd be like ah, i don't know red skeleton yeah and then some guy goes hey it's 2017. We're talking about butt fucking. And he's like, oh, okay. Why I never. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, do you want to go back to school, honey? We can talk about if you want to go back to school. Is that what you want to do? <laughs>
1: oh, God.
0: <laughs> we did some roast show. Uh for a kid's birthday, Zach, wright He's a good kid. He would just show up. Uh, he didn't, cause he wasn't 21. So he would just show up and stand outside of bars that he couldn't do comedy at just cause there was an open mic going on. Like he just wanted mm-hmm. to be around it. And I think he turned 21, they did a row show for him and he doesn't have friends cause he just goes to comedy, open mm-hmm. mics. So it's just like his parents show up, and everyone's just talking about his dick like the whole time, and it's like this is like you just gotta be so disappointed at that point with your child like that's what it's why would you ever invite your parents to anything if you do comedy like ever unless it's like a church show unless it's an Aaron Weber special <laughs> why would you ever take your parents to a show <laughs> ever? You would invite your folks to a show. My mom has been to many shows. I talked about <laughs> the same thing. That's I don't know. That's what I'm saying. It's like she should have just said no. She should have taken responsibility for herself. <laughs> <laughs> did she not? Did she enjoy it? It's, yeah, I think so. She said she did. <laughs> but still, at some point. Especially after the first time. It's like, just say no, but maybe you're just supportive.
1: Yeah, I mean, they are, man. It's not good. <laughs> Look where I've ended up. you know, man, you're doing good. You got your old green screen. <laughs> I'm in space, baby. <laughs> have, you got, have you gotten more proficient at it? Not really. I mean, no. Last time we did this, uh, you lost half of the screen. You lost. Well, half I got the I group.
0: got the extension cord now, so we ain't losing <laughs> shit tonight. But I did decorate. I decorated my walls. I'll show you my walls. Look at that! A Couple of championship belts over
1: there. <laughs> posters.
0: I see. Up on there.
1: <laughs> nice. Look at that. That's real nice. <laughs> What'd you do with that fucking fucked up? Did you get some towels? (laughs)
0: Looked (laughs) at some on Amazon yesterday. I'm trying to figure out, do I go with the microfiber? What kind of towels do I get?
1: Uh, I mean... As a friend, as a friend. That's a good... Honestly, anything that's new. (laughs) Over what you had last time we talked. (laughs) As long as it's new and it says (laughs) it's a bath towel get it i don't care if it's made out of fucking linoleum <laughs> like, <laughs> if it says brand new bath towel buy that shit. <laughs> that's like a dish rag you had
0: hanging
1: <laughs> jesus she's like you got to out of the dumpster of a car wash <laughs> Oh God, it was awful. That motherfucker was gray, and it started out white. It was like gray and tan. It had stays on it. It was half see-through. It was awful. It was awful. <laughs> they're still they're still up there. You just can't see them. How long did you did you overnight those new towels?
0: No, I didn't order them. Just looking at them. <laughs> I just looked. I don't know if you want to pull the trigger Well, there period. were a couple. There were a couple bad reviews apparently. <laughs> With a microfiber towel, you can't wipe yourself dry. You just have to pat I mean, dry. It, I mean, then don't get the microfiber. That's where so, I was like, okay, let's go with classic cotton towels. Yeah, but I was also, I also thought if I'm gonna do that, maybe I'll just go to Walmart.
1: Yeah, I mean, you can and it, just whatever, just do. Just something. get a new
0: towel. I get it. Yeah, just okay. Get four. Just get get a few four
1: towels. A four fakes right Get a set, please. please. <laughs> Burn that other one. If it'll burn, I don't think that shit have burn. Yeah,
0: it will burn. It's got plenty of flammable.
1: <laughs> it's got so it much shit in it. it. Yeah, it's for flame sure. Flame retarded. <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 that one is gray and does have like spaghetti stains on it for sure. But it's supposed to be white. Yeah. <laughs> it was white in twenty ten. Jesus Christ, Joe! <laughs> so you had those towels before you started doing comedy? It means I'm a like uh, uh, I, I'm a commitment kind of guy. But you're not. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you hang
1: on to a filthy towel, but you won't hang on to some filthy do.
0: <laughs> I got a brown towel. I got a coffee mug that doesn't have a handle. Because I love it. <laughs> a Cafe Cocoa coffee mug. Well, well you got to keep, you got to hold on to that. Yeah, that was home for many years. They closed. The they closed. Yeah, they did, man. No more. We
1: went to Cafe Cocoa, Cocoa last, when, last time you were in Nashville, didn't we? Yeah. We were drinking those unicorn tall boys. <laughs> I can't remember what it was called. I just read they had a unicorn on it. It was I very rude. They're rainbowed up beer can. Yeah. It was covered in rainbows and unicorns. This shit was delicious.
0: I don't remember. I don't remember anything I drank at Cafe Coco. I don't remember anything I drank in Nashville, to be honest. On those 50-cent
1: wings.
0: It was wing night that night. (laughs) I wouldn't miss it. It was home. It was home for the longest time. I sat there many mornings. And they never told me I couldn't do that. No. They're good people. Great people. They were. (laughs) (laughs) Should we wind this down? I mean, if you want to. I do have to be up. Well, <laughs> in, then
1: we got we to gotta wind it down. Six hours. No, no, no. <laughs> you, gotta be, you got enough problems with your job. I know. You're like, if you keep it, you're holding on to these shit jobs, the least you could do, you're holding it for some reason, so let's not get fired. <laughs> <laughs> you're never nope. going to wear that waffle suit if you start showing up late. <laughs> and why, am I, why am I holding on to these shit jobs? Because <laughs> you're a commitment guy, remember? <laughs> I am. God damn it you commit to anything no matter how bad it is as long as it's not a woman
0: as long as it's not good yeah
1: <laughs> as long as it's not a woman you'll hold on to any piece of shit for as long as possible <laughs> <laughs> that's something
0: to think about
1: it is it's something you can ponder on <laughs> tomorrow <laughs> you think about it until you fall asleep tonight
0: so how how are we gonna close it out? Well, it's been fun. I'm always uh, <laughs> <laughs> just I'm always happy to I'm always happy to get to talk to you. Yeah, same here, man. that yeah yeah for sure. It's been fun. Uh, well, why uh, at Rod for short on everything correct? R O D the number In- four S H O R T and on that stage works. as well, and the podcast is. Uncle Rod's story corner.
1: Not story time with Uncle Rod. Not Uncle Rod's story or (laughs) whatever. Uncle Rod's
0: story corner.
1: That's right. You've got two episodes on it and you fucking can't even get the name right. I don't remember anything anymore. Did you listen? You should listen to them You'll remember. I mean, I, I have the audio. I don't. You should you should listen to the edit I made. I had to do some serious editing. Yeah. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> there was some shit talking.
0: There was some
1: illegal things.
0: <laughs> the illegal thing I understand. The shit talking. I want to be. I want to. I want to start some wars
1: on the internet. That's how you get made. We've got enough to, there's nothing to get made into right now, so you have to save the controversy. But
0: we're when gonna, it sells something. We're gonna take down Nate Bargazzi's carnival hour. <laughs>
1: That's your favorite fucking podcast, and you know it.
0: <laughs> Look out, Joe Rogan. <laughs> there's a new train on the tracks. <laughs>